Annie Trenders, welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am thankfully joined by... I am Isabel, and... This is Agnes. I am just so excited to do this recording today because this won't line up with the timeline once this episode is released, but... At the time of recording, I have literally just gotten through a terrible winter storm, which I know like northern states in the U.S. and probably places like Canada are a little confused at what happened. But Texas, which is the state I'm from, just completely shut down. So it's been a really stressful week and I'm so excited to actually do something fun with internet and power and running water, you know, necessities that I used to take for granted. So... um, (laughs) Without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about sisterhoods in anime, namely because we are sort of just following up on the last episode where we talked about bromances and, you know, started diving into sort of the differences between the two with, uh, with you know, really close sister platonic or uh, female platonic relationships and the very close male platonic relationships. So one of the points that we had previously brought up is that sisterhoods tend to be in groups rather than one-on-one, which is more common to bromances. And since I had no power, I had plenty of time to think about anime and like ponder on these stuff. And I kind of realized that this isn't even like just an anime. Like I feel like sisterhoods in real life tends to be in groups as well because um, I don't know about you two, but I have a group of like girlfriends that I'm really, really close to. And it's literally like we operate as a group. Our Everything we, all our messages are in a group chat. And it's like, it's undeniable that I am closer to one of them than the others out in within the group. But it's like we still operate as a unit when it comes to how our friendship works and on like um, on sort of like a chemistry level and a relationship sort of level. And so um, I'm kind of curious, like, do, do you guys have groups as well for like your closer girlfriends? Yeah, I definitely do. I have a like a group from like high school I still talk with and a group from college that I still talk with and I keep them separate but it's all groups it's definitely three to four people five yes. people maybe yes and that's we, exactly yeah, it <laughs> exactly right so you we always want to do everything together like if there's something big and then we'll ask the whole group hey do you want to go out and do this or do that and then you know um if some people can't make it great um, yes, I do agree with you. I am closer to one or two of those people, and maybe I don't know the other two people as well. But you know, they'll still come in conversation. I will still talk about them, and we feel like we're all close friends, even though maybe I don't talk to that person as much. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like it's it's really interesting, and I mean, animes do illustrate that. Like the one that I uh, I really relate to in regards to this sort of like sisterhood relationship is laid back camp because that's exactly uh-huh. what they are. They're, they're a group of friends and they operate as a group. They're literally called the comfy group, but it's like certain characters are closer to each other within the group, but no matter what, they sort of come as a package, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So like that was something I was thinking about. Like it is interesting how there is this. I kind of wonder if it's because we feel safer if we operate as a group. Like, is that a possibility at all? <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about safer, I just think about the girls like in middle school and high school who just go in packs to the restroom. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, oh, is, yes. is, is there anything safer about going to the girls' restroom together? Question mark. That's the like that's my question is like what's the mentality of girls wanting to stick together as a sisterhood, but doing not doing like fun things like you guys are with like going out to do things, but like even doing mundane things like going to the restroom. Which I found particularly odd when I was growing up because, like, I'm fine, like, flitting between different groups. Mm -hmm. But I don't like the idea of, like, having to go as a pack into a restroom to, like, do your thing. Or, like, it feels like it's restrictive. So my group doesn't do the restroom stuff, but we do go shopping for groceries together. Like, does that count with your question of the mundane activities? I think so, yeah. Because I like to do my shopping for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, I would go with my friends too. Like in college, especially, we would go together. And not only that, we would not like break off or anything. Um, We would literally go through the market like together. We're going to 
walk through this, like, you know, the vegetable aisle and everything and pick up things that we need and then go through maybe each aisle. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's what we would do. It's for, actually kind of cute, though. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like we do separate within the grocery store, but ultimately we always find each other in the shopping lines. <laughs> and so when we're like checking out yeah. and stuff, we're like, oh, there she is. There she is. And it's like if I don't see like I tend to be the fastest shopper. So if I don't see one in the line, I'm just like, where is she? <laughs> you know, sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but I guess for, um, I don't like, I honestly, it just, it just feels more comfortable doing it together. Like, I don't know about you, Isabel, but that's how it feels for me. Yeah, I would agree. I I feel like I just want someone to come with me to the supermarket all the time now, even now. Um, just cause I think it's more fun when I'm by myself. I'm, I'm kind of lost. I feel like, or like they also keep me on time crunch too. Like, oh, I need to, you know, get my stuff. So I'm ready to, uh, check out when my friends do and everything otherwise i'll just stay there for a while and debate on whether i want this apple or that apple (laughs) (laughs) Um, petition for uh, isabel chibi to be contemplating before two apples now (laughs) i like that i definitely like that we should get an annual upgrade (laughs) like how we have like um they do like annual skins for like different games like overwatch or like league of legends yeah (laughs) different skins (laughs) Wait, so uh, Agnes, have you, I guess, like, since you're you're asking us all these questions, have you never, like, sort of experienced that sort of girl group that Isabel and I are, or me, Isabel and me are talking about? Kind of like how laid back camp sort of operates, the way that they sort of do mundane things together, and then they do their hobby things together, and they're, like, you know, messaging each other in the group all the time, like that sort of thing. <laughs> I have group chats with people for sure. And in college, I had a huge stint where every night I was on a voice call with people. But in terms of like actually grouping up and doing things with friends, I don't usually do that. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So it just hence like me like questioning like, why do you guys do this? Cause like I like to do it differently. But then I see that it's just a difference in how you guys respond better in groups. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I mean, like Isabel said, it is overall just a little more fun. Like, I like I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, though, because it's like even like I, I love I love all of my uh, all of my girlfriends to death. But like the one I'm uh, the one I'm undoubtedly clo- uh, closest to is or what uh, I have two that I'm particularly closer to. But um, the one I tend to talk about the most is Shauna. And um, and we still do a lot of things together. So we do kind of have like a more bromancy vibe when it's just the two of us. But even then, the two of us like to operate with the group as a whole still. And it just it just feels more relaxing and, you know, comfy, I guess. It's just it's, it's just an atmosphere thing. Like, I don't have any other better way to describe it. Isabel, please, do you have a better way to describe this? <laughs> Man, I really don't. Uh, you know, when I usually think of a trio where I have a group of three girlfriends and, like, usually I'll interact with one and then I'll interact with the other. But then we'll always be talking about the third person that's maybe not there too. Yes, yes, no. I totally understand. Yeah, no, it's like what I, yes, exactly. I totally get what you're saying. Because it's like when I'm with Shauna, I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, here's what's going on with Elisa or, you know, Ari and Aaron. Those are my other girlfriends. Like, you just can't help but want to talk about it, you know? So. Like every information, bit of information I get from one friend will go to the next friend. It doesn't matter. And we can share that all together. It's not yes. like one-on-one thing. And, like, and it's like know, this us. unspoken mm-hmm. understanding in the group as well that it's like what I say, the others are going to know sort of thing, you know? like mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting because the way that I see it, like the information that gets flitted around between groups, is there ever a moment that you feel distrustful about sharing the information or feeling like reserved about sharing it Mm, not really only if like I guess that's kind of like a more distant group where you feel like you don't want to share that information but I think when you have like a close-knit group like that it's you kind of share everything that you need to Um, I see okay yeah that you're at least comfortable sharing with but yeah if you're going to keep a secret from like one of them then I then I would tend to like not tell them they'll tell the whole group at all I might go tell a different group yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
No, exactly. It's like, I don't really feel distrustful either because, I mean, I don't think the others feel that way as well. There's there is an inherent trust that even if, like, say I tell Shauna something and Shauna turns around and tells Elisa something, like, there's an inherent trust that whatever Shauna tells Elisa that I told her that she's saying it, she is relaying, like, accurate information and whatever opinions she adds in comes from a good place. Like, if, if it's mm-hmm. stuff that she's worried about, she is genuinely concerned about me. Like, you know, like, it's not something petty or, you know, something that could be, like, kind of, you know, uh, this, uh, this, will get, this will get muted, but kind of, big, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. So it's like knowing that, like, no matter what, her heart's going to be in the right place. It, it, there isn't any sort of like fear of, you know, playing telephone because it's like even if she adds in her own opinions or her own thoughts on the matter, I know it's not going to be something to hurt me or purposefully do any any form of potentially malicious stuff. It's coming from a good spot, sort of thing. Mm, okay. Okay. So I guess, like, in this case, like, both of your girlfriend groups are similar to how groups in Late Back Camp and Aria the Animation work out. Mm-hmm. In which, like, you have, like, these really wholesome groups that love to do things together, but you're totally fine doing them separately or in duos, even. Yes, and yes. you guys love to talk about each other and being like, oh, you know, this character, like, especially in Aria the Animation, where Aria, the protagonist, goes around exploring places, she always is thinking about... Uh, the people that she hangs out with, the two other girls, and being like, oh, this person would like this place too, or this person would like to go to this place because they have, like, good food or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes sense, yeah. It's more of a shared experience rather than a need to, like, stick together like a like a herd or a pack. Yeah, yeah. Actually, out of curiosity, um, have you – Or I mean, you've obviously seen Arya, the animation, but have you seen um, – have you seen Laid Back Camp Oh, I have. I have been actually keeping it up with this season. Okay. So I so as someone who doesn't really have like that sort of like close knit sisterhood that, you know, Isabel and I talked about, like, what did what do you feel when you sort of see this these interactions on screen and stuff like that, you know? It's very comfy. I definitely feel very comforted while watching it. I guess it's a little bit of voyeurism <laughs> in the sense where like I am vicariously living through them as well and feeling like <laughs> it would be nice to have a night a group like this to go camping. I think my experience of doing everything solo is because a lot of the people around me are very particular about things and it's difficult to get to do group activities with them. Um, so then that's why I end up doing everything by myself. Yeah. So that's why like group activities both drain me because I have to make sure or like, like watch over everybody and make sure that they're having a good time, but also cater particular eccentricities to another. So I end up just doing things by myself, uh, because it's less of a hassle. (laughs) I mean, I have to admit though, like forming that close knit group, like finding that niche essentially of like, of sisterhood, it takes a while to get there i mean and isabel feel free to disagree with me if that isn't the case with your groups but um that actually leads to another point where um you know we talked about in our last episode that sisterhoods are more complex and they're less straightforward and in that in that degree i completely i, I completely agree with it number one but number two that's also why forming it takes sort of it takes a process, you know, like the the sisterhood I'm talking about, I knew all of them separately in like my freshman and sophomore year of college, but it literally took junior year of college for me to, for us to like finally form as a group, you know, and like sort of form that community that laid back camp and Aria the animation has. And so, um, and so I think like, I think it just takes time to sort of find the perfect pieces where everyone has like in a way their role and how they operate in this group and everyone's totally fine and okay with it like does that make sense no that definitely makes sense yeah I guess like my my biggest concern while looking at a lot of these sisterhoods is that it's so jarring compared to like a bromance where the bromance could come from literally anywhere and it's like instantaneous. It's like a spark of chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just like, you're yeah. my best friend now. And you're like, yeah, homie, I'm your best friend now. And you guys basically <laughs> do everything together. But the fact that sisterhoods take so long to develop and like break down barriers and be comfortable with one another, I think is a huge challenge towards just forming friendships in general. 
It is, yeah. Like, I agree with you, like, crazy on that. It takes a while for you for the friends to, like, chain each other and link each other up. And then mm-hmm. now we're a group type thing. We're going to make this group chat and stays for years after that, probably. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I, like, I know mm-hmm. bromances are the whole, like, uh, forged in blood thing, but I feel like sisterhoods are genuinely chained. Like, what's the thing? Both are extremely uh, visceral. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> for lack of I know better that words. sounds really bad, but I, it, it, like, it, which is, once again, it is portrayed in anime as well. For example, um, you know, in A Place Further Than the Universe, like, that was a sisterhood that slowly built up between those four friends, four girls with each other, but, like, I can't ever see them unlinking their arms from each other. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, if one chain especially breaks. the final parts of the season. Yeah, yeah, like it's just just trying to imagine one person missing in that group is impossible in my head. Like it's become like that, and I feel like I feel like that is like the a sort of essence of sisterhoods is it does take a while to build up, but once it builds up, it's just so rock solid that you won't ever really expect it to move, like sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's kind of fascinating that we we have that impression that bromances are like the strongest thing in the universe. Nobody can break a bro TP because it's forged in blood or whatever. But then you have the sisterhood who's just like, I'm the bigger doge. I'm the more swollen, muscular one. You're nothing to me. Yeah, no. It's funny because I do sincerely think sisterhoods are probably stronger in how long they'll last because... Yeah, because it's like, it's like, you know, like I said, with the place further than this universe, you know, they did such a good job of portraying the friendships that those girls have with each other as a group and operating as a group. And like, they all have their roles and how they act with each other and stuff like that. And it's like, I, it's just, I cannot even imagine like a future possible where one of the girls are missing in the group. Like, it's just, it's just sort of like locked in sort of thing. Interesting. So would you say that a sisterhood which is forged on emotional uh, trust that's built over time compared to, is it considered stronger than a bromance that is built up on mere interest? Ooh. Because that's the basis of both of them at the end of the day, is that sisterhood mm-hmm. is emotional, um, breaking down your, your own walls of like uh, protection, versus bromance is mostly out of like a kindled interest and then it kind of becomes like an emotional thing that they go through but it's not as deep as uh it's not as deep as let's say a sisterhood no that is such a good it's almost like it's opposite because it's with girls it's there's this emotional connection first where you you know put down your walls and you discover more personal stuff with each other and then become really close and then you're like oh we share all these interests with each other you know like it's almost like it's flipped with bromances with starting with interest and then turning into the more emotional thing oh that's interesting oh yeah actually if you think about it yeah when i think about me and my friends we actually come together because because we're you know like just chain linking together we might may not have the same interest but we find interest later it becomes more of an emotional thing and not only that i also feel like they're kind of like a support group each person supports each other the whole group supports one person like if you know they have a goal or something they want to reach then that's kind of how it is in bromance you only have like one other person obviously and this starts from the interest and then maybe you get emotional or maybe it stays in the interest i feel like so it's a little Mm -hmm. different in a sense interesting very very interesting and I think, um, and Wonder Egg Priority really, really nails that, I feel like. I mean, it's currently airing, so we, oh gosh, if that sisterhood falls apart by the end of the series, I'm going to be so sad <laughs> because I love them operating as a group so much. But it's like, Wonder Egg Priority from first glance, those four girls are not similar to each other whatsoever, but the key thing that united them together and you know made them become the sisterhood is because of that emotional vulnerability that they both they all really understand and feel and it's like and then their interests develop further you know now now after they've developed that emotional you know exposure to each other now it's like oh let me come over to your house and let's eat cake and you know like let's play arcades and stuff like arcade games and stuff like that it's almost like it, it comes 
afterwards sort of thing. And for your question on whether that means it's stronger than bromances, I honestly don't know because it's because the the way that sisterhood operates is just in a different mechanical format, which I know sounds weird because we're talking about people, but Isabel is right in that all the girls have a role in supporting each other. It's it's an arm's length circle sort of thing and not so much like uh it's not and not so much like a magnet of north and south, you know, sort of attracting. Like does that make sense at all? Like <laughs> No, 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 that definitely It's I guess like you would say that the the like, this is kind of a weird comparison, but the the a sisterhood is more of like a community of sorts where everyone uplifts mm-hmm. each other versus maybe a bromance is more like the light versus the dark sort of thing like you see in Star Wars. It's like two yeah. opposites coming together in the middle <laughs> and because Yay. they come to the middle because they have a shared interest. But that shared interest is just as fragile mm-hmm. um, and can break them apart versus in a girl's group everyone has a specific role and it just makes the whole community stronger. So as long as there's no distrust in the group, because that's when it starts to break. Right. And it's like, and I think that's why like bromances can have fallouts where the two of them refuse to talk to each other. And then, you know, something big happens that endangers the other's lives or something like that. And they're like, oh, shoot. And they like make up and stuff. But within a girls group, if like one of the girls gets upset at the other girl, the other two are like the other two or three or one is immediately like in the middle being like hey guys like let's work this out sort of thing it's like almost it's almost reactionary too like at how quickly it happens because um breeding and wonder egg priority again um so can we all agree that the teacher is giving us very weird vibes <laughs> yeah so like you sensei is no bueno okay no. yeah okay i know like he has not given any sort of explicit like evidence as to being sketchy but it's just like anytime he shows up i'm like you're sketchy (laughs) and so um but as it turns out moe is his niece and it's clear that she has a really good relationship with her uncle she likes her uncle a lot and so in the most recent episode spoilers uh or in the most recent episode while we're recording ai's mom reveals like oh you know she and she and saki sensei are considering to start dating if i was okay with that and moe was really really excited because she was like oh my gosh like my uncle and your mom and we could be a family like a real life family and all like that's so exciting <laughs> sort of thing but then uh but then obviously i is a little like shaken by this a little being an understatement but <laughs> a little shaken by this and Moe gets really upset because in a way it's like, you know, you're distrusting my uncle and I'm really close to my uncle. I love my uncle a lot. So I know he's not, or I, in my eyes, he is not that type of person. So you are wrong. So she's sort of like huffs off sort of thing. And then the other two girls immediately were just like, you know, oh, you know, sometimes you have to say things a little softer or, you know, there's, there are more considerations we have to take. Like they almost immediately leap in to sort of like soften this like minor conflict up without like hesitation. I, I mean, at least that's how I saw it. Obviously, it it also revealed more plot points as we continued, but it's like it's mm-hmm. it's how it's written is is how it works like that. It's a very realistic portrayal for sure. Yeah, out of the things that happen in Wonder Egg, the relationship, yeah. <laughs> how they interact, actually feels real. Whereas I'm confused by everything else. I'm actually I'm actually for the relationships between the girls and how they perceive the world, and also you know their relationship with others and how that affects them, and how they need support emotionally, and how intuitively the other girls also can feel that. Like, they can tell how that person's feeling, and then they, yeah, they immediately speak up. It's not like something they keep a secret. Like, you know, at that point, it could possibly break into, like, two and two, or Mm -hmm. two and one and one, which would be scary. Um, But they all want to collectively, you know, stay together as a group, and they all still want to be friends, and so they want to work through this problem together. So to point the question back at you, Agnes, um, since you're the one who asked, like, do you think sisterhoods are in a sense stronger than bromances? When it's it's a it's a hard comparison and it, it's not in any shape or form apples to apples, in my opinion. But like when you watch these sisterhood animes like, you know, Wonder Egg Priority or, um, you know, uh, A Place Further Than the Universe or, you know, Aria and even the more laid back ones like Aria and uh, Laid Back Camp, when you watch those 
do you think they do you feel like those bonds are stronger than say the bromances we mentioned in our last episode or do you feel or do you feel more like the bromances we mentioned in our last episodes just stand out to you as stronger that's actually a really good question now that i have to sit down and think about it. <laughs> how the turntables <laughs> i guess it might be leading back to my personality in general because I don't form relationships with people unless they share similar interests with me mm-hmm. and my emotions are fairly mute anyway. So the whole like I like watching it be portrayed and dramatized on screen, but I don't have a particularly super duper hard attachment to it compared to a bromance. Okay. Yeah. That's just my personal take though, but I definitely I understand like the levity of having a sisterhood and that the it gives it provides more benefits that there's a group that's willing to support you rather than doing it by yourself and one other person. So so you would say like the bromance is sort of let me think of the right word for this. I guess it resonates with me more because it's what I do, it's what I'm familiar with. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's why. Sisterhoods is still not a familiar concept to me because I personally don't execute that in my life. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. good to watch it anyway. Um, because it provides, like you said, it prov- it's a different side of the spectrum where it's the emotions first and then the support. Uh, so it's it's I guess it's nice research to look at. Good tips for me to learn later on. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, you are different in personality to the two of us here not that it's bad at all obviously so Bree and Myers-Briggs because you know who do you think I am so um (laughs) you know like we've talked about this before but you you tested as an ISTP and which we've done extensive discussions where we're pretty certain that like you relate pretty well with how ISTPs operate and ISTPs are already not very popular in themselves uh, in percentage wise within the population on its own but I ISTP women in particular are even rarer than like ISTPs as a whole. And because of that, there is a particular uh, there is a particular section of ISTP profiles where they talk about how ISTP women will often feel sort of estranged from their own gender slash sex they're they're born with. Oh. And they tend Yeah, I do to- feel that. <laughs> Yeah, and they tend I to gravitate <laughs> more towards guys or males. And it's like, and and so like what you're saying just kind of like brings me back to it because because it's like for me as an ENFJ and uh, Isabel ISFP, are, wait, INFP or ISFP? I'm pretty sure you're IS. Uh, I don't remember. I, uh, IS, IS, yeah. Okay, I think. cool. <laughs> I was like, did I make a mistake? <laughs> so, but it's like for... Isabel and I, like, we are both uh, feel- feelers. And on top of that, even if ISFPs or ENFJs, their percentages are lower within the population, they um, specifically, like, female ENFJs and female ISFPs are common enough to sort of, like, feel, uh, to sort of operate within the realm of, like, women gender sort of thing but istp women in particular gets a call out for having a hard time fitting into it and so it's like it's really interesting because i it's like this is this is revealing that right now as we speak (laughs) you know you're talking about how the bromances resonate with you and how um and how like you've also operated with your friends and stuff like that so i just i just find this whole thing really interesting (laughs) and also good research for myself so (laughs) Oh, I've become a test subject now, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know how I am, Agnes. Like, don't be surprised. <laughs> yes, I do. So yeah, the whole concept of like the sister sisterhood and the more that we discuss about it is just very interesting to me to see how it works. Because for the longest time, like, you know, I keep referencing back to like the girls going to the restroom thing. I keep thinking to myself, like, why can't they just do it by themselves? Like, why can't they just do things independently? Are they always bonded together in this like unbreakable chain that they can't express themselves or do what they want? But the reality is, is that they're already so comfortable within the group that they can express themselves just fine without needing to let go of the group. Yes. Which I think is it, very interesting. It's very yeah. different. Yeah, that's it. That's that's basically the build and like sort of the operations, uh, operations, <laughs> the operations behind <laughs> um, uh, these close-knit relationships or, you know, sisterhoods as we speak of them. 
so then Isabel, uh, since, you know, Agnes has, you know, made it clear that she she resonated more with romances because she can relate to that more. And also because, you know, her real life friendships tend to reflect romances more. But for you who have a sisterhood, which ones have you gravitated more? It's like the sisterhood animes or in their relationships or the bromances? Um, in general, I do like more shonen type, so that's why I would gravitate towards bromances, just watching wise, um, based on plot, because those are more plot oriented and everything. Um, but I do also like sisterhood animes. It's just something I don't watch too much. I resonate with them, obviously. I like if you told me to choose between sisterhood and bromance, then I would say sisterhood, absolutely, because I feel that um, it definitely represents me and my relationships um, with my girlfriends in real life. And but then these shows also tend to be a little bit more slice of life or kind of, I guess, like a slower pace than what I see in shonen anime and, uh, you know, plot driven anime. So um, that's pretty much my take on that one there. Yeah, I'm looking at our list of animes we have written down for sisterhood animes. And I think Wonder Egg Priority is probably the only one where there's like where there's fantasy and action elements involved. Yeah, and then yeah, not only that, that right. yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm just so confused by Wonder Egg Party and how like the action is great, but I'm also like, what is this world? It feels so weird. That <laughs> is just. I just so think of it as different. a Maho Shoujo kind of show, mm-hmm. where they just like you know wave around like pen glow sticks that become weapons, and then just like, oh, but by the way, we're like best friends. I guess in a way, is it kind of similar to like uh the Madoka Magica in a way where there's like a very strong sisterhood but it's like meshed together with like action and fantasy oh yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah, for sure the only difference being uh Madoka is definitely more focused on the plot itself uh, which was a good plot I mean a very scary plot but (laughs) which was a good plot and stuff but Wonder Egg Priority has like more of an emotional drive slash not criticism, but like societal commentary, you know? Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, it's a lot more societal. Mm-hmm. And and the and the characters, I guess, regularly express their views on it without with all the backdrop and the action highlighting it as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um what are you I guess like what are you confused about with Wonder Egg priority, uh, Isabel? I guess probably maybe the way it's executed, like um how the Basically everything that jumps in. I don't know. The monsters and I don't know what you call the little red things with masks that jump around. They confuse me. Oh. Oh, maybe they creep me out too. I mean, maybe that's why I'm like just creeped out by (laughs) things that pop up. You're not the first one who's said that. Like I've talked to other people, both guys and girls, and they've also expressed to me that they're confused with Wonder Egg. Uh-huh. Which I'm like, what was it? Was there to be confused about? So I don't know. I actually generally don't know like why there's like two camps of people who are like confused and people who are like generally not confused but like understand question mark. It's kind of weird that the the anime has struck that much of a of a split. The world setup is kind. They didn't hold your hand through explaining it. So I think. Um, so I think. That and the way they thrust you into the world without any sort of explanation, like it takes a while. For example, it took me a while to realize the girls they were rescuing from those monsters and those like big bosses per se are actually girls who committed suicide. And like in a way, they're kind of helping them pass on. And so and so it's like but it still took me a while to realize that while some people like figure that out instantly. And I'm just like, whoa, like, how'd you guys know that already? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I kind of figured that from the first episode, too. I was like, oh, yeah, she, like, disappeared, and she was like, oh, thank you for saving me. You know, I really wish she had come earlier. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, my gosh, see, like, I I didn't get that at all. I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And And it took the second episode for me to start suspecting it because she was like, I wish we had met in real life. Like, we could have been friends. We could have gone to cafes together and stuff, which that was really bittersweet because, you know, it's sad because she's gone, but it was sweet in that, like, she totally wanted to be friends with I and like really looked forward to the idea of having a friendship with her and like what friendships are like and so I started only suspecting that from there because of the way she talked about it and then the third episode was what finally confirmed it to me where I was like ah okay okay I I was on the right track and so (laughs) I think 
the narrative, the way they tell the stories is they thrust you into it with very little explanation and exposition. And um, and it works out well, especially with the way they've been slowly, slowly sort of unveiling Cueto's death and like what potentially led up to it, per se, aside from just, you know, mental health illnesses, obviously things contributed to it. But then it does leave a lot of area for confusion when you get thrust into that like a very fantastical world with very little explanation as to what's going on and like you know what the purpose is sort of thing i see so would you now that i think about it because you were talking about wonder egg and we're on the sister the topic of sisterhood and also about emotions would you think that wonder egg's priority haha is (laughs) is forming a sisterhood based on the cycle of grief Ooh. Because we talked about how a lot of sisterhoods form based on emotion and trust. Mm-hmm. And yep. so is Wonder Egg's whole like gimmick is that the reason why these girls are able to so readily build a sisterhood is because they all share a very similar grief in which someone close to them has died or committed suicide and they feel that they are highly responsible for it and must redeem themselves. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I mean, because that's because yeah. there's no in in my head. It's almost like if it wasn't for that emotional connection they have with each other and that overwhelming feeling of either guilt or um or this need, like this intensive need to understand and know why, like why the person they lost chose to do what they did. I think I don't think the sisterhood would have even existed you know sort of thing and in a way it's also helping them slowly heal at least rika is showing signs of it because rika was the one who called it out who made an excellent point which you know i bless the anime for writing in where she said like now that i think about it like you know the people who died they they made that choice you know they made that choice to end their own lives and it's like even if we did somehow contribute it we weren't doing it out of malicious intent intent and definitely we're not doing it for you know like hoping they would you know die and stuff like that like they made that choice themselves and it's like she's already showing signs of healing just finding this grief connection with other people because you know that's one of the number one things that professional therapists say to those who lost loved ones to suicide is it's actually no matter how you try to blame yourself you know the person who committed suicide is the one who ultimately made that decision and the fault isn't yours you know you can try to twist it as many ways as you can that it is yours and whatever small action difference you made it would have changed the world and maybe it would have but you know the the decision still lied with the victim and accepting that they've always said is sort of like the first step towards healing and rika already is starting to already start to take that step after they form that group so a long-winded answer but basically i think yes that is wonder eggs priority if i may play upon the pun that you made (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Isabel? Do you think that this is also a a big act of trying to escape the cycle of grief and heal through sisterhood? And is it, uh, I guess, a viable solution for people who do feel grief? Yeah, I definitely think so, too. Gracie definitely gave a great example and everything. Um, But ultimately, yes, I do agree that, you know, on the basis of grief, they are kind of also finding a way to kind of accept themselves again. Um, or accept the fact that you know their friends made the choices that they did they did or this happened and they just they haven't accepted it yet which is the reason why they're in that but um just to accept that and then see how other people accept them as well i think that's how the sisterhood is built between them and they're just supporting each other really i feel like Mm -hmm. that's fascinating so like based off of like wonder egg priority is definitely more of a heavier set when it comes to dealing with a particular emotion and forming a sisterhood of it, and then laid back camp and uh, Aria, the animation, and a further place, a uh, further place in this universe is actually straying more towards Wonder Egg, too. Because it's they all like come in together. the middle between the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. It's in the middle between the two. What about, and so Aria and the animation and laid back camp's on the other end where it's like a lot more laid back, right? But <laughs> what is, how, how do sisterhoods? form then when it's between two duos i have i can only think off the top of my head like 
Nana and Carol and Tuesday, but I'm not sure, is the dynamic still the same as you would have in sisterhoods that are formed by groups? Um, not completely, because at least for, well, first of all, it took us a long time to even, or I mean, you were the one who ultimately thought up of Carol and Tuesday, but I was like racking through my watch list being like, oh, like the more I'm looking at it, the more I just don't see an anime where it's like particularly just between two girls. But um, because once again, I was seeing groups where there are two girls within the groups that are closer, but they still operate as a group. So um, but it's for Carol and Tuesday, at least it definitely it definitely stems from interest. But that being said, the interest is still pretty steeped in emotions because it's this extraordinary love and passion for writing their own music and the feeling that comes from it, that they're willing to risk so much. Carol being, you know, almost penniless pursuing this dream and Tuesday literally running away from her very sheltered life to uh, pursue this dream so it's it's almost like a cross between the sisterhood group where it it's almost immediately coming from some sort of emotional uh, connection between each other and um and bromances where it's it really steeps starts with interest and sort of this fun rivalry sort of thing Mm, interesting so the, where would nana place on that that kind of like scale nana, then? yeah nana i feel because like, nana is weird because yeah. it happens first between two girls they end up rooming together mm-hmm. but they had met each other previously on a train and realized they shared the same name uh and so as a result they ended up living together and forming a sisterhood even though they pursued two different lives yeah uh, the first nana is like the like stereotypical, well, fairly well-to-do girl who decides to chase after her dreams in Tokyo, and she ends up going boyfriend after boyfriend, pretty much broke. And the yeah. other Nana is like an aspiring, like punk rock singer. Like, where where do you draw the line between like this is a bromance versus this is a sisterhood, or it's a weird mismatch of both? Yeah, that's yeah. Nana is like very different. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I would say yeah, it's closer to romance in a sense because they're kind of opposites really i mean the only thing that they share is maybe their name and the fact that you know they met each other um i mean it's like it's so comfy to the fact like i mean i read more of the manga than i watched the anime but it's so comfy to the fact that they're like they'll literally like giggle to each other and like sit in a bathtub and just like talk and have like a great time and i'm like Mm -hmm. is this sisterhood or (laughs) i'm confused i guess like so the interesting thing about nana with the names being sort of their first sign of or their start of sisterhood is and i don't know where i read this research or why i read this research in particular but um there is something psychological about sharing names that automatically makes you feel emotionally closer to the person and makes you feel like you can trust them more i don't know why and at that time the research was still ongoing, so they didn't have concrete explanations as to why. But the results was the results was undeniable in the test was that when two people with the same names meet each other, it's like this instant connection where they feel like they they knew they've known each other since forever. And they could work together for forever sort of thing. So wow. like when a Karen meets a Karen. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. But it's like, but yeah, it's like, it's it's interesting because it, it is like, I remember um, one of my old, old uh, uh, friends from childhood, her name is Emily. And so she, she obviously, there's a lot of girls that share her name, but one time, you know, in a class, but usually the Emily's are dispersed between different classes. And one time both Emily's were in the class and the both Emily's immediately became instant friends. It was like, and it's like, they've never talked to each other before, but it's, but it's like, I'm Emily. Oh, I'm Emily. And it's like, that's it. That was it. They were friends just like that. And so, and so something, I think because my, my conjecture is that because names are so ingrained with our sense of identity, because, um, you know, when people want to start a new life or create a new persona, they tend to change their names or how they're g- 
getting called even. So names are so ingrained with our identity. When we meet someone that shares that name that we associate with our identity so much, it almost feels kindred. Yeah, I definitely felt that before. Uh, So interesting. So have you guys had any of those instances for yourselves too? Because I feel like Grace, the name Gracie or like Grace, some sort of derivative, and also Isabel or Isabella are fairly common, at least in the U.S. Have you have you two ever encountered something like that before? The the common one I get is, uh, do you spell it with one L or two L's? Sometimes I get like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Are you the with two L's, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just inherent when you have the same name. It's really, really silly also. Um, I've, I've had one instance in college where another girl had the same exact name as me. It was so weird that we were, and we ended up sitting in like the same spot at the back <laughs> of the lecture. <laughs> and because we shared the same name, how was the t- professor ever going to grade our tests, like, you know, separately? So uh-huh. we inherently just agreed to like sit together every day in that class. I remember um, she was just a different major than me, so we didn't talk afterwards. But like in that class, though, she was my one friend and we had the same exact name. And then we decided to put our ID numbers because those are different. Um, but yeah, we worked through that class together. It was so weird. Like, just like, hey, you know, what's your name? And, that- yeah psychology at work Gracie this is it this is true psychology at work (laughs) yeah I haven't actually met anyone with my name per se Gracie but I have met Graces they tend to be older because Grace is um or I I know it's changing nowadays but when I was growing up Grace has become sort of like an older person's name and the um one or two older women I met whose name was Grace they doted on me to no end it was so (laughs) obvious that they have like a favorite sort of pick inside like with me out of all the other kids they worked with and and I knew as well that they liked me the best sort of thing that's so funny it even transcends generations that's hilarious (laughs) yeah Okay, because my name is Agnes, right? The the only time that you'll find the name Agnes is within the Scarlet Letter, which is like the 1600s. So I don't, I don't know exactly if mine is going to be generational to the point that I could experience something like that. But it's fascinating to hear that people kind of relate that way, just to have similar names like they do in Nana. Mm-hmm. And that they feel that there's this push that they're like soulmates or something like that. It's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. The human mind works in spectacular ways. <laughs> I I just I don't know why, but I see you as like that meme where like the space is going on inside your head, and that's like you right now, like hearing all these stuff. <laughs> the and, like, galaxy <laughs> brain meme. The galaxy brain meme. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. And knowing more and more about psychology, being like, wow, I have never thought of that before. <laughs> Um, so Isabel, I know you said that you have another anime as well where it was like one on one. Was it uh Liz and the Bluebird, right? Oh yeah. I wanna talk about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, Liz and the Bluebird. Um the two girls in that, um I mean one, they have a shared interest in that they're in the band together. Um, between what was it? Mizore and Nozomi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that that in that sense, one, you know, Mizori is like kind of like the quiet one. She's introverted, uh, introverted really, and uh, not only that, she plays the oboe. Oboe is very a loud instrument. I want to say in the in the band itself, it's a very particular instrument. Oh, it's very not distinct. a lot of people play oboe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like the sound is so instinct, like or instinctive. Like you hear it and you know that's the oboe sort of thing. <laughs> Right, and it's so weird because the oboe is like the loudest voice, and then whereas Nozomi plays the flute, and as you might see in the band, there are many, many flute players, but mm-hmm. she's much more like outgoing. She definitely talks to talks a lot more extrovert in a sense. But uh, these two are basically friends as well. They're like drawn to each other, which I found was really interesting in the movie, at least Liz and the Blue Bird. So, uh, so I didn't watch Sound Euphonium. I, I did understand what was going on with Liz and the Blue Bird, but I didn't watch it. So do you, does the original anime series like that, this the movie came from explain like how they became friends and stuff like that because I think the movie showed glimpses of it and stuff like that and I think Nozomi was definitely the one who approached the you know the more introverted one first but it wasn't like it wasn't super duper detailed I think 
Yeah, definitely wasn't. Um, it was definitely more like a side story. You can definitely watch, you know, Liz and the Bluebird without having watched the original Hibiki Euphonium series. Um, so, and then also not only that, they were kind of like a generation younger than uh, the focus of the series itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting that they chose, you know, these two girls to actually, because uh, these two girls to focus on for the movie at least, and I felt like it definitely gave a different pace. And with the instruments that they chose and how they interact with the band. And also, I feel like the Hibike uh, series itself, they are kind of a sisterhood as well. They kind of operate as a group. I mean, they're in band, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when they <laughs> felt that you know there's some tension between the two in Liz and the Bluebird, they also stepped in to help kind of and see if they could you know help out with that as well. Oh, you're right. I remember. Now I'm getting like, now I'm remembering the movie now. Like, yeah, like there was, yeah, and the other girls were stepping in and be like, well, you guys need to figure this out, like sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then they ultimately, you know, realized that through like associating themselves with the song that they were playing. So I feel like songs are pretty emotional in a sense as well. So um, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a band or orchestra, but I feel like music can really speak to. Oh, then that like, explains mm-hmm. Nana and Carol on Tuesday, then. They're all connected by music. Yeah! <laughs> Actually, oh my yeah. god, yeah. Now that I think about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's so weird how music... Mm-hmm. Music really does connect people, though. Like, I, I completely agree with... I used to be in an orchestra, and... Uh, and around like my junior and senior year, my high school life became really hard, not like socially or something, but it was just preparing for college exams and stuff like that. And my grades, uh, the classes were getting harder and it was becoming harder for me to keep up with my grades and stuff like that. And so I still insisted on staying in orchestra, even though it basically took up so much of my time and essentially made me very, very exhausted on top of just keeping up with my grades, getting ready for college. And the reason why was because I wanted that sort of group feeling, that community, and I didn't want to lose it. So it is some like music as a whole is just, it's a connector. It's a uniter sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely think so too. I do miss those days where I was in school and, you know, everyone just kind of plays together and has that connection with each other. And it's kind of like a, as well as like a sisterhood where you go through things together and you want to experience the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's a question for you guys mm-hmm. that I just thought of. Okay. Aside from given, are there like are there any other like music oriented anime that's regarding just a group of guys or is it largely dominated by girls? Uh, it depends what you're asking. Um what about idol groups? I was thinking and about everything idol groups. from Bushiroad. <laughs> yes, I was thinking of idol groups but even in idol groups, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't really watch idol anime. I see more idly stuff related to girls than guys with when it comes to the anime. Oh no, for sure. But that becomes a different topic altogether. Is the okay, reason yes. why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, in terms of like music and band, the other, the only other thing I could think of, and actually, that probably contributes to here is K on too. Oh, uh, with yes! them like forming like a super comfy sisterhood mm-hmm. and then all bonding over an interest in music. Yeah, no, that's actually that. Yeah, <laughs> hits two nails. <laughs> two, what was it? The expression is uh, hitting two birds with one stone. There you go. Yes, yes. I, I can't. I can't believe I forgot about it. That won our decades awards too. <laughs> <laughs> Best cute girls do cute things, right? It really set the tone for a generation of anime, so I get why it was sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any other boy group, boy bands, in boy anime bands. at least. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that are not idol groups, technically. Mm-hmm. I can think of, like, Mongolian uh, Bokchow. Oh, what's the name of it? It's Bokchow? Mongol- something so- something like that. Um, hold on, I- I'll go look it up. But I think that's the only one that comes off the top of my head. Unless you count, like, Utapri. <laughs> Utapri! <laughs> oh, yes, Utapri. Was it you, Agnes, who sat through all three panels of Mamo? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that, that was, was such an a experience. funny day. <laughs> I think, like, 
my my in, like the entirety of my life has transcended up until that point. It's like sitting through three panels is like experiencing a lifetime of like Miyamu Mamoru. <laughs> That was so funny. I remember because in the group chat, you were just like, wait, I just realized my entire day is just Mamo, uh, Mamoru Miyano panels. And I was like, wait, I didn't even realize that until you pointed it out. So. Oh, yeah. Mongolia Bechop Squad is another example of an anime, but it's with boys in a band. That's what it's called. Mm. It's a very old series. Oh, wait. Now I remember one. Um, oh, shoot. What is it called? Okay, okay. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> that's that's all. That's I only know it by name. I actually didn't watch the anime, but that's the only one that I know that is related to boys playing in a band. But other than that, everything else I see is like Udapri, Idol Prince, Idolish Seven sort of thing, which strays more into the idol range rather than a, an, uh, rather than a, brotherhood forming over music if anything a brotherhood is more formed because of a cult as we see in a lot of media (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the other anime i thought of was kids on the slope that one was definitely a bromance but it was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. although i wouldn't i don't know if you can say it's completely a bromance because it's it's more of a a trio that forms the band sort of ish anyway yeah kind of that's true but yeah that's all i got Okay, so, like, back to losing the Bloodburb, though, with Nozomi and uh, Mizuho. Is that her name, Isabel? Or Mizori, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Mizori. So, back with her, their relationship was very defined by the fact that they desperately wanted to stay together. But knowing deep down that they were essentially going to go different paths as they grow older because, uh, because the oboist is very, very talented and clearly sort of has like this innate skill in playing the in playing the instrument and desiring to play the instrument versus uh, Nozomi, who who at the end realizes that it wasn't that she wanted to pursue becoming a professional flautist in her life. And so and so that was so that movie was really good because it it I think it's probably it's still very emotionally connected at the end of the day though yeah i feel like they definitely wanted to understand each other or at least from um mizore's perspective she definitely wanted to understand why you know why aren't you staying in the band why aren't you continuing you know your music journey why do you want to focus on school instead right which is also a practical choice both are practical depending on what you're good at um so i think you know the whole movie was trying to get through um, understanding each other because they still want to be friends at the end of the day and you know just kind of like having that connection is emotionally um it's emotionally connected i feel like or based on emotion at least from the beginning of, of the movie for me yeah no i completely agree with you agnes did you watch the movie <laughs> no i just read your review and i oh, edited it so yes. <laughs> I'm just sitting here and I'm like, ah, yes, I am taking in all this information vicariously because I have not watched it. I didn't even watch uh, Euphonium either. I think it's because I'm not, I wasn't so interested in it because I used to be part of a band, but like part of the, the band in school. But then I eventually dropped out because I ended up focusing more on like a certificate of merit and stuff like that when I was a flautist. So I'm like, oh, sorry, can't relate. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, I think the good thing is, like, even with all our discussion of sisterhoods and how it's portrayed in anime and, like, the differences between bromances, based on, like, you know, our own personal experiences with how anime has portrayed it, it has actually been pretty accurate because I can't, I've been, I have thought of, like, other animes where I'm, like, have have I seen a sisterhood anime that I just feel like is wholly unrealistic and sort of amps up the pettiness between the girls, like that backstabbing things, like like you know that you were talking about, Agnes, where it becomes petty right. and you know kind of mean girls esque and stuff. But the ones with like genuine, but the ones that I think of that are sisterhood animes don't really have that at all, and. And so I think that's that's a good sign, per se, in regards to portraying these sort of, like, platonic relationships between girls and anime. It's good to know that these sisterhoods are accurately portrayed in media compared to maybe, like, other aspects 
of friendships, platonic relationships, and things like that. It's at least one thing that anime can nail, right? Yes, yes. No, and I am very happy for that because, you know, we've we've done, we've definitely, all three of us have done our fair critiques of anime and how they portray certain things, particularly, you know, female characters and sort of female conflicts. Uh, like like the whole like you know I'm more beautiful than you sort of conflict and stuff like that but it is really nice to see that they do nail the sisterhood relationship with each other very very well in these animes and these are all pretty well acclaimed anime like Nana is a, is considered a classic and a place further than this universe is like really beloved on our page and you know Wonder Egg Priority is doing very very well right now on our page as well and so I think that's I think overall it shows that you know people enjoy these sort of genuine uh genuine portrayal of you know female platonic relationships and and maybe that's why anime continues to produce them because you know a good showing always means more success for the series itself. Yeah, absolutely. Mhm. Well, I think then that's it for today's episode. We discussed a lot of things, uh, but it was really fun and also very funny to hear Agnes sort of react to these <laughs> revelations. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed our deep dive into sisterhoods and, you know, comparing the difference between them, uh, between them and bromances and how they're portrayed in anime. And I hope I will see you guys all next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.